This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about social media and how we can use it to enhance our friendships and relationships and things that we want to be cautious of when using social media that could actually damage or weaken our social connections. I am the first to say that I am a huge social media user. Not a huge poster, but a huge user. So um, I'm excited to take more, or I'm excited to talk about this topic because it's something that I need to kind of say out loud to myself to remind me of these things that we're talking about. (laughs) Because I think um, it's something that I fall into the pit of. But I also am a big fan of social media because of a lot of the positive things it has caused in our, um, in our society. So I'm excited to also kind of remind us and the listeners of that part too. Yeah. I have a big weakness for scrolling through Facebook, for example. I don't post a lot either, but it's one thing to know these concepts and it's another thing to actually practice them. So hopefully some of what we're talking about today will resonate with you all and with each other, with us to take action, to change these things for the better. But yes, like you said, Molly, there are so many positive aspects of social media that we need to be grateful for. And so what we really want to discuss today is how to use this technology and these outlets that we do have to improve our relationships rather than letting them detract from them. Yeah, because we know social media probably in the next 10 years is not going anywhere. It's only going to get more advanced and more... um, Black hole ingrained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely more ingrained. Um, I even see it from my younger family members and students I work with. It's insane. So I want to kind of talk about how we can start using it more for the positive because it's only going to get deeper ingrained in our culture for sure. Yeah. Um, so some reasons I like social media is because um, it is a way to connect with people that I'm not seeing in my everyday life so consistently. So if you want to go back and listen to our other episodes, we did an episode on long distance friendship. And um, I talk about how I have a lot of friends who are long distance. And I really like social media to help me communicate with those people. I think it's nice to be able to see what they're doing and I can interact with them online, even though I don't really have a lot of the opportunities to do so um, in my everyday life. Okay, so very important point on that. I do agree that it's nice to see what people are doing that we don't constantly communicate with. What I disagree with, though, is what you said about you have a way to connect with them because is that really a connection? Like, for example, if I'm thinking of some friends that I haven't seen in years but I know what they're up to because I see it on Facebook we're not friends anymore, and I would be fooling myself to say that we are if I literally haven't talked to them. And that is something that I think is a, like a word of caution, is that we all fall into that because, and I was reading an article about this the other day, when we have that, just what you were saying, Molly, that feeling that we're connected, we feel like, okay, by scrolling through Instagram, I'm doing something social. I'm connected with all these friends. I'm still part of their life. We're getting a pseudo feeling of connection, but we're actually using that to replace in-person connections or phone calls or deeper connections. So my 
what we can, how we can turn this into a positive is use those things that you see. So for example, if you have a long distance friend and you see that they post that they just got a new job, use that as an opportunity to strike up conversation with them again, whether that's sending a text and saying, Hey, saw you got a new job. Just want to say congrats or calling them, take it a step further, actually call them or say like, Oh, I saw that you moved to Oregon. I've been wanting to visit. Can I come sometime? You know, it's like use what you see on on social media to establish a connection. Don't be fooled into thinking that the social media interaction is a connection because it's probably not because hundreds of people are seeing the same thing that you're seeing. I have two points on that. So when I sometimes go through my, my um, social media feeds, regardless of what platform I'm on, it's funny because sometimes I will have people that pop up a lot that I haven't seen in forever. And I feel like I know so much about them. So they pop up in my brain of still feeling connected, even though I haven't interacted with them, social media or not in so long, but my brain still makes that connection that we're still up to date on each other's lives and and somehow a part of each other's lives. It's so interesting how I can relate that. And it's funny because people will ask me like, Oh, do you keep in touch with blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I want to say, oh, yeah, but I don't. I just stalk them, really. Yeah, (laughs) so just a quick – I know you have another point to make, but just want to comment on that. This is important because when we have that sort of connection, we don't get the neurotransmitter release of the positive benefits that we get from social interaction and true connection. We might get the same sort of feeling from watching a movie that you get from seeing that person. It's totally different. We don't get the – neurological rewards and benefits from that as we would from a phone call or from an actual meeting with someone. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I um, love that point. And then another thing I was going to piggyback off of what you said about um, reaching out to that person. I think the biggest thing to remember is that it's important to do it, or I think it's the best way to do it outside of social media. So if you see that thing on social media, go outside of social media to connect to them. Because if you're doing it on social media, I don't know why, but it just seems less genuine, um, less one-on-one. And even though you're still using technology, maybe with texting or um, phone calls, there's more personal, there's more personal feel to it. Um, Yeah, because the whole world can't see it. Yeah, exactly. And if you're commenting on a picture that someone said or commenting on a status or whatever, um, that person who posted that thing isn't going to feel connected to you either because there's 20 other people commenting on that and it's not a one-on-one conversation. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while when I do post, I do appreciate the comments and certain people stick out in my mind as being very supportive when they're the people that are always liking our Lost Art of Communication posts, for example. And I remember those people. I'm like, oh, like that sticks out to me. So not saying don't do that, but that shouldn't be your only means of communicating if you value that relationship and that friendship. So you said don't reach out on social media. I think, for example, using Facebook Messenger is fine personally because you're still making it personal. You're still reaching out to that person specifically, not posting it on their page for the whole world to see. Of course, it's not as meaningful as calling them or taking it to the next step, but I don't see a difference in Facebook Messenger versus texting. For some reason, I still do. I don't know why, because maybe it's in the background is Facebook, and like you don't have to have that. Maybe it's because when someone texts or calls me, I know they have my personal phone number, and they took that time Mm -hmm. to step outside of it. I think, for me, it just makes it a little bit more um, meaningful. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So 
yeah. The main takeaway from this is be careful not to let your social media use replace actual social connections. So I was just telling Molly that sometimes if I don't go out and do something, I'll feel like I had a social night because I'll sit and like comment on people's Facebook stuff. And that's okay sometimes, but it's it's fooling ourselves to think that that's all we need and eventually it's going to leave us feeling lonely. So just make sure that even for as much as you're using social media, you're interacting with people more. Yes. Um, and on the point of scrolling, I mm-hmm. probably am the least likely spokesperson for this statement, but <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously way better to take your head out of your phone or your computer and actually interact with people instead of scrolling. I am so insanely guilty of this. I'm 100% aware that I am probably, if someone could have a blood test for addiction, I'm addicted to this <laughs> um, device and this process of scrolling, and it's it's really sad. Um, but I'm starting to understand. I mean, I do understand the implications, and I do understand how it negatively impacts my... Um, one-on-one interactions or group interactions that I have with people because I will want to pull my phone out and scroll on it and just it's it's an extra extension of my arm and I hate it (laughs) um Trisha sent me an article the other day that I think we should add in the show notes that really made some good points about all of this but um it's so addicting and it's 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 hard to um remove that and realize that social interactions are physically all around you and you miss them if your head is in your Mm -hmm. phone yeah, as a general rule, I would say, first of all, practice some self-compassion. It's okay. This is hard. But also, as a general rule, try to limit the amount of scrolling you do when you're by yourself. Because when you do that, you're giving yourself the feeling of social interaction when you could actually use that time to talk on the phone, for example. But the other thing is, try not to pull out your phone when you're with people because I hate, I just hate it when I'm in a setting and everyone's like looking at their phone. So don't use social media when you're with people. If there's a picture that you just have to post on Instagram, take the picture and post it later. But it really takes away from the moment when everyone is sitting around posting a picture of what you're doing versus actually experiencing the moment. And I know this is really hard. So start to Take a step back and observe. For me, what something that I went to a party the other day where I didn't know anyone at the party. I knew like one person. It was really random that I was there. And I was sitting there like not really, you know, having anyone to talk to. And I was like, oh gosh, I left my phone in my purse. So I didn't have that as an out. But I knew that if I had my phone in my hand, it would be very easy for me to just use that to pass my time and distract myself. So instead of getting my phone, I was like, no, I'm here with people. I'm not going to do that. I left my phone on my purse the entire night. And that forced me to want to talk to people. So then this guy next to me was like scrolling on his phone. And so I started chatting with him and he put his phone away. And so then it was because I didn't have that security blanket, it made it a lot easier for me to actually engage with other people. So if this is something that you struggle with, and like Molly, what I would suggest is maybe the next time you're with people, keep your phone in your purse Mm -hmm. and like, don't take it out. Maybe have someone there to hold you accountable. Like if you take out your phone, like, yeah. So mine is so deep rooted. It's disgusting. (laughs) My new rule for myself that I'm slowly taking part in is if I'm walking, I can't have my phone in my hand. Like, it's that deep, but mm-hmm. it's been helpful, like, if I'm waiting in line somewhere um, or if I am walking from my car to the door of my work, my phone has to be away. 
That's good. Yep. <laughs> Those are my first starts, though, because, again, if you're not noticing what's going on around you, there's no way you're going to socially interact with the people. What if um, I was standing in line and there was someone there that I could have connected with, right? Like, yeah. That there, have you seen that? So there's like, there was some video that was viral a few years ago, and it showed, like, this guy on his phone in the mountains and like there was this really beautiful girl that was right next to him like trying to flirt with him and like make eye contact and he was just so engrossed in his phone that he wasn't paying attention and I just thought it was really funny and so it's it's true and when we're looking at our phones we're sending signals to other people that we're not really interested there are studies that show if you have your phone face up on the table when you're eating with someone the level of the feeling of connection that level instantly goes down So even when you're out and you have your phone on the table, don't like put your phone away because you have a person in front of you. And remember when you're struggling with it, remember that the phone is a pseudo connection. It's not a real connection. And you need to take time to embrace those in-person connections that you have because the neurological, mental, psychological, and spiritual benefits are huge. Yes. (laughs) I'm very passionate about this. I think another thing too is like, you don't get to work through those awkward silences if you have your phone. It just it doesn't give you any problem-solving strategies for your back pocket of how to handle those situations, and we just kind of take those um, experiences out of our life, so we never know how to handle it. Um, yeah. When I was in grad school, there was a restaurant there that you um, went up to the restaurant. When you went to the hostess, they gave you an option to put your phones in a lockaway box. And if you did it for the whole meal, you got a free drink. So it was super enticing in college because it's like, oh my gosh, this is great. Or grad school. Sorry. Um, That's so fun. What a good idea. So it was really funny though, because I was with my friend. um, It was so hard, even what, four or five years ago that was, um, where it wasn't as much as an addiction as it is now. But me and her would say something like, oh, let's look it up. And we couldn't look it up. So we had to also feel that kind of old school connection of like, not knowing the same thing and wondering and going through that process. Um, it was, it was cool. But that's nice. And so tying this back to social media specifically, another thing too is sometimes we pull out our phones when we're with other people to show someone, someone on Facebook, for example. So let's say this girl is starting to date this guy. It's so common for girls to be like, oh, let me see his picture. And so then you pull up his Instagram and you show him all the photos. But how much more meaningful would it be if she just describes his personality mm-hmm. and like what he's like instead of stalking the person? And that way you can, and we're all guilty of this. And when we, I feel like when we stalk people, we make judgments about them without actually taking the time to get to know them. And I, that probably happens in online dating a lot too, is you have these preconceived notions based on the portrait that they've, painted for themselves on the internet. And then by doing that, we're going into the interaction with preconceived notions without necessarily giving the person the chance to show who they really are. And they are going into it with judgments about us. And so be careful with social media, especially if you don't know a person and you're using it as your means of, as your basis for judgment of them, make sure you don't judge people based on their social media because that is silly and we all do so guilty of that like when I was starting to online date when I moved out here um I would judge people if I couldn't find them on Instagram or Facebook I was like what the heck what's wrong with them um which is a absurd judgment I had (laughs) but it is now a personality trait I feel like how what are they like online right Yeah, like, oh, they posted this thing, and it's, like, it's not the person. Yeah. It's 
like, you know. And the other thing is try not to use social media to prove a friendship or a Mm. relationship. If you constantly feel the need to display your friendship or your relationship on social media, that to me is a sign that you should examine what's really going on because if you're feeling the need for the external validation from the rest of the world to like your photos and for you to display the affection that you two have for each other, that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that, but make sure you don't need that external validation because if it's truly a fulfilling relationship, you'll get that validation internally from being with each other and then posting it online will be an afterthought. If, okay, we got to go to this place and get this picture and that way our date will be fun because the world will see how much fun we're having then you're not really living in the moment. And I feel like you're taking away from true life. Instagram life is not true life. And at the end of the day, Instagram and social media for all the good things that they do, they're not going to leave us feeling that genuinely fulfilled as being with a person and building those memories will. Yep. Um, I am guilty of my boyfriend hates this, but I do occasionally want some like posts of us online. Yeah. I don't do that many, but it's also, um, I don't, absorb myself with it I don't think like our relationship is horrible because we only posted like a couple of times or like nobody's commenting on what I what we posted or whatever um I think it is nice to do it sometimes but it's yeah. not something that is supposed to be validating towards your relationship at all so yeah it's kind of like you and I Molly post stuff about our friendship sometimes and it feels good and we're just like hey everyone look at what good friends we are but For the number of posts that we have, we probably have 10 times more text between the two of us Mm -hmm. that is like, oh my gosh, I love our friendship. And since we do that, so we literally send each other pictures and quotes and things that just say like, oh my gosh, I love you way more to each other than we do to the world. And so when we do post it on Facebook, again, it's like the afterthought. It's just because we want to, not because we need to. So there's nothing wrong with social media if you're doing it because you want to. It's when it crosses into, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And I get validated from it. Yeah, that's when you want to be careful. Yes. Um, So I feel like we're... I was just going to say that. I was going to say we're (laughs) hashing on it too much. We're hating on social media, but there are so many benefits. So let's talk about the good things. So that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, okay, this is getting deep. (laughs) Um, So bringing it back to some of the positive, I really do think that um, using Facebook and Instagram sometimes to find like events to meet people is so, so great. I know me and Trisha have talked about this in other episodes, um, and we've also used it a lot because we've moved to new cities um, a lot. (laughs) So it's a huge way to see what's going on around you and to extend your social world in a way that isn't keeping you inside of the Facebook or the Instagram, but it's taking you outside of it by using it as a tool. Yes. I did not realize how much value there is in Facebook events and Facebook groups until I moved to Savannah because I didn't know anyone when I moved here. And so finding those events online and finding groups online, like I would find groups of people. And now one of the Facebook groups that I joined, they're like one of my closest groups of friends here and the events that you can find, then you can also invite people to those events. And so then it's a means to build that in-person connection. Now, We don't want to turn it into just an online forum. That would be different. But when you're using these tools to meet people, I think it's wonderful. People find their jobs through Instagram. I found my job on Instagram. Exactly. Our our friend found her, like, wedding photographer on Instagram. Like, people also, as a person who's starting a business, as I am, 
Facebook is really important. I've been promoting classes that I'm teaching and a lot of groups online. And so that's important. We can't negate the value in being able to reach literally millions of people if we want to with a simple post. That is huge. And that's something we really need to take advantage of for the sake of promotion or building interpersonal connections with things like those events and those groups and inviting people again as a tool, not as a replacement. Yes. Um, I even want to take it a step further to even say, like, I know people who have met through, like, a social media site. Not, like, Bumble or anything. Not, like, an online dating site. But through the actual sliding into someone's messaging and whatever. It's so... I don't feel comfortable with that. But some people do find, like, true relationships through that, which is interesting. Which is, like, the whole point of social media initially, so they say, was to bring people closer together. And in that sense, it is awesome. Like, it's really cool that my uncle can see what I'm doing with my life because he follows me on Facebook. I'm not probably going to talk to him on the phone regularly, and that's okay. But it's – I think we also know we're not, like, terribly close. But it's cool that we have that. And so when we remember what it's for – it was to enhance our connections, not to be our connections, Yep. then I think that's when we can really use social media for the better. Yeah, and I think that's the main takeaway of this is that it's an extension, a support system, a tool, not Mm -hmm. your world. The other thing I really like is what I... (laughs) why I scroll on Facebook so much is that so many articles I felt I like a lot of pages that have that post articles and blogs and I just like reading stuff and it's how I get most of my news too and so I think that's a good tool and then you can share those articles or you can tag someone in it to say hey this reminded me of you not as personal as sending them the link yourself but even just commenting and saying hey this reminded me of you that's a fun way to keep a connection going not to replace it but as an adjunct to your relationship yeah um and then I guess going back to what we said earlier like using those pictures and posts that people do to spark conversation outside of it. So yes, there are some really good things to value social media for. So I hope this episode didn't sound like we were just um, trashing it because it has, it, I can't imagine my life without it in a lot of ways. Um, but it's when it starts to take over is when it's negative. Yeah. So one other thing is I'm just thinking about the social media platforms that I use and for me, I use Snapchat probably the most in terms of things that I send and post. And that's because I kept my Snapchat really small. I probably have like 20 friends on Snapchat and they're friends that I like actually talk to all the time. It's like my brother, Molly, like my close group of friends. There are a few randos in there, but like I like it because it's a way for me to send things to a more personal group. If you're looking for numbers, then just be careful. Are you looking for quantity or quality? And so obviously, posting on Snapchat isn't as personal as sending an individual message, but at least it is a smaller, for me, it's a smaller group rather than if I post on Facebook, there are people that I haven't talked to in years and years. That's not really personal. That's more like, hey, I want to get this information to as many people as I can. Has its value and benefits, but not really building our any one individual relationship. I think... Um that's a good strategy I've used in the past is every once in a while I'll go through a cleanse on my Facebook to see like who I'm really trying to talk to and reach out to and share my stuff with. Um, I used to do it in a way um, 
where someone gave me advice one time of if you can't wish that person a happy birthday, then you should delete them. I think that's a good rule that I've been living by is like, if I can't, if it's not awkward to text them or um, message them saying happy birthday, then why the heck are they on your social media? There's no point of that. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Also, the other thing to be careful of is when you're we're constantly bombarded with other people's lives, it's very easy to compare ourselves to them or to judge them. And so I've just been reading a lot lately about the negative impact of gossip on ourselves and on others. And it's very easy to turn those things that we observe into judgments and really harsh criticisms behind people's backs. And so if you find yourself saying negative things about other people, whether that's based on social media or just in general, it's another thing just to stop and look out for because if you're saying something negative, you're only creating negative energy for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so then we can spread love to everyone and improve all of our relationships. If we turn those negative things into positive things, if you really can't say anything nice about that person, then don't say it. And then on even that note, like the comparison piece is I'm, that's something I'm really working on it. And it's something I'm really, um, I get impacted by very easily is that comparison piece of others. Um, so that's another reason why I kind of thin out my Facebook and Instagram every once in a while because I need to make sure that that person that I'm following is making me feel good about myself and I'm not taking their lives and using it to belittle myself or compare myself to them and then um, knock myself down because I'm very prone to that. Which is another chance for us to stop and think about why we're using social media. Yeah. If it's making us feel bad and we're using it as an escape, what my worst thing is like, I'll get stressed and I know that I have to do something. And so in order to distract myself, I'll check Facebook because what if someone commented on my business post, this is a business thing. And so then I use that <laughs> as an excuse and then I start scrolling and then I start feeling bad. And so if we're using that as a distraction or as an avoidance technique, because we don't feel fulfilled in our present moment that's really important. And then if we start comparing ourselves to others, keep in mind like the negative things that are happening in your head. And remember that the point of social media is supposed to be positive. We're not saying, we're not saying get rid of your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever. We're not going to do that. We're saying when it starts to have a negative impact on you or any of your relationships, take a step back and reconnect with yourself and with reality and with the other person on a, in, on like a life level, not a digital level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I remember, motivated to like rethink everything. It just makes you think about like when I was in high school, we, I didn't have social media. No one did. And so I used to talk on the phone for hours every night, like yeah. literally every night. That's what I did was talk on the phone. And our, my friend group was so strong. Like I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't popular by any means, but the friends that I did have, like we were tight and I missed that in a lot of ways. And, you know, we can we do as much as we can to keep our friendships alive and strong, but it's, it's a harder battle now, I think, because it's so easy to sit on the couch and scroll through and feel like that's fulfilling us. And you can catch but, yourself doing it for hours. I don't know if you have, but I mm -hmm, haven't. It's like, this mm -hmm. is gross. <laughs> okay. So just use it for good. And remember the feelings of joy that you have when you are truly connecting with someone and, furthering and nurturing your friendships and don't use social media as a way to nurture your friendships use it to enhance them or to build them or to find friends that's what I love it for is finding friends finding business that's fine yeah. but keep a limit so my takeaway going off all of this is 
something that Molly and I are both going to try this week. And this is, now we have to do it because I've said it out loud. Yes. We're going to only check social media, I'm going to say for myself, three times a day. Because, one, I use the groups to keep in touch with people and to see what's happening in the world. And two, for promotion of classes that I'm teaching and my business. So it's actually an important tool where I am right now in my entrepreneurial state. And three, to post this podcast. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to limit myself to checking Facebook because I don't have Instagram three times a day for 10 minutes each time. I was going to ask you of, what your time was. Yeah. Business and friendship development, not for scrolling. Okay. And if I see something about a friend that looks interesting, this is my challenge to you all, and I will do it as well, is whole, is reach out to that person rather than liking or commenting on their posts. You can like and comment, but also make a point to reach out to them and say, hey, I saw this, thought that was really cool. Or, hey, I saw this, you look really sad, or is everything okay? Limit yourself to your interactions, and if you see something, use that as an opportunity to strike up actual conversation with the person. Okay, so for my takeaway, I'm going to delete Instagram off my phone. Um, So it'll be really hard for me to check that. And I will allow myself to only look at events on Facebook three times a day, just like kind of Trisha is. And post about our podcast. Yes, and our podcast, of course. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I um, I might go on Instagram to post if a new episode drops on our podcast, but so otherwise, you can't log no into your personal Instagram. You can only log into our Lost Art Communication yes. Instagram. Exactly. That being said, please follow us on all of these social media <laughs> platforms so that when you are on social media, you're seeing information like this and not comparing yourselves to other people's lives. Yes. The other thing I want to say is this is really going to be challenging for anyone who chooses to do this with us. If you need an accountability partner, please email us and we will happily, I will happily email you to check in and hold you accountable to this. And we can all do this together because it's something that isn't going to happen overnight. Social media is here to stay. We all, a lot of us are addicted to it and we want to use this to help our friendships and enhance our relationships, not become them. Yes, I agree. And it's actually perfect because my really good friend's coming to visit this weekend. So I need to be more present anyway. So this is great. That's another take home is if you're in, if you're with people and you're in a social setting, don't pull out your phone. Just try it for a week and see how it goes. Email us lostartofcommunication at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts. And if anyone wants to do these challenges with us, we would love to hear how they go. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.